This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, we are exploring the mysteries of artificial intelligence. Is it going to make our lives better? Is it going to be the downfall of humanity? How long has it actually been around and how fast is it growing? So many questions. It's time for some answers. You asked us to talk about artificial intelligence, so we're going to do that with Pablo Gazmuri from Microsoft. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Mario's Lawn Care. Some people enjoy yard work. For everybody else, there's Mario's Lawn Care. And by Park Street Books. Read, play, unplug. Small Town Scuttlebots. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast that serves up the juiciest dish from the smallest towns. I'm your host, the one, the only, the living legend himself, Rick, the Rumor Reaper Fink. And joining me as always, the witty, the wonderful, the queen of scuttlebutt, Liz Gossip Galore Daily. That's right, Rick. We're here to dissect the most exaggerated tales and over-the-top reactions that can only be found in the heart of small-town drama. We're the Small Town Scuttlebutt Show, where we separate the wheat from the chaff and serve up some hearty laughs. Now, let me introduce our special guest today. He's a tech wizard straight out of Silicon Valley, a master of the digital realm. Please give a warm scuttlebutt welcome to Pablo the Code Connoisseur, Gaz Murray, who works his magic at none other than Microsoft. Thank you, Rick and Liz. Thrilled to be here, ready to dive into the world of artificial intelligence with a comedic twist. Fantastic. <laughs> Today we're exploring the ever-evolving realm of AI, where machines are becoming smarter, faster, and, well, maybe even a bit more unpredictable than your neighbor's pet goat. That's right, Rick. From smart assistants to self-driving cars, AI is popping up everywhere. But have you ever wondered what would happen if these intelligent machines got caught up in small-town shenanigans? That's where we come in. Absolutely, Liz. We'll be exploring the absurd scenarios and hilarious mishaps that could arise when AI meets the quirks of small-town life. So grab your popcorn, put on your thinking caps, and get ready for a roller coaster ride through the wild world of artificial intelligence served up with a side of laughter. It's time to bring the funny and let the scuttlebutt commence. Stick around as we embark on this comedy adventure with our AI aficionado, Pablo, the code connoisseur, Gaz Murray. You won't want to miss a single laugh. <laughs> okay. Scuttlebutts, what's going on? This is Rick Fink. We have not been hijacked. That was an AI-written introduction through ChatGPT. I am the real Rick Fink. These are my real words just organically coming out of my mouth from my own brain. And across the table from me is Liz. Tell it like it is daily. And to my left is Pablo Gazmuri, my neighbor and also a guy that works at Microsoft. So he has some professional authority, I think, to talk about the topic today, which, as you've gathered is about AI. Now, Liz and Bobble, I just want to tell, and the Scuttlebuds at home, if you want to know like what that was all about, let's let's break this down. Mm -hmm. Let's unpack this. Yeah. My prompt on chat GPT this morning mm -hmm. was, write me an intro script for a podcast called Small Town Scuttlebutt. We are the show that reacts to the overreactions of small town problems. My co-host is Liz Daly. Give her a cool nickname. Our guest is Pablo Gazmuri. He works at Microsoft. Today we're talking about AI. We are a comedy show, so make it lighthearted and amusing. My name is Rick Fink. 
Make me sound like the most awesome person on earth. I will be reading the script to begin the episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna say the Chat GPT generated intro was like so over the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You well, gotta tell it to tone it down. Yes, you do. You have yeah. to remind it. Okay, <laughs> so eager to, yeah. No, you're being honest here. Like, yeah. Is it like very that. eager to please? Like, yeah. okay, you said over the top. I'm giving you over the yeah. top. Yeah, you can tell it to to be persuasive, to be succinct, to be uh, flattering, mm-hmm. and it will. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll it'll lean into it. It'll yeah. it'll give you a ten. And it's you, like you cranked it all the way up. Yeah, and then you tell it to tone it down. Like, whoa, hold on there, buddy. You're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so you can respond to it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can talk to you can ask it to ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's better oh. response. Okay, so I was gonna say when I I think my my flaw here in my prompt was make it lighthearted and amusing because that thing's like that's yeah. like bing 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 is yep. like like lights went off. I've haven't used Chat GPT too often. I have used it for making succinct, clear communications mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I just either it's like late at night. I'm like, oh, yep. I'm I'm. I'm mistake prone right now. <laughs> Let's have someone else step in. Mm-hmm. I've done that, and it's like, wow, this actually sounds really good. But yeah, I think that was a little too much. Well, I wanted a lot of hallucination there too. Like I, I'm, I'm not straight out of Silicon Valley. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. just say, I'd funny. like to hear it re- rewritten with like sarcasm. See yeah. if it get understand sarcasm. Mm-hmm. That, I would wonder if that would be funny or not. We, we should try it. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's let's, uh, let's experiment. Gotta, yeah, let's, should we we'll be able to detect sarcasm? Uh, okay, well, guys. At home or in the car or on the riding lawnmower or in the grocery store or in the laundry room, folding clothes, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, we are going to dive into this whole concept because and I'm excited about this because yep. AI is uh, some of you have written to us saying, why aren't you talking about AI? And uh, why aren't we? I think it's fear of the unknown. Like, oh, no, I'm just so in over my head but i have said to myself after i've missed like the wave of the like the last 15 social media things it's like <laughs> i'm always like the i just got off facebook a year ago right like, you know? we don't even understand tiktok rick which is why pablo is here yes. because we cannot have an episode about ai that doesn't involve a, sub- a subject matter expert <laughs> exactly exactly and so i figured you know what don't just kind of look away like the ostrich with the head right. in the hole Oh, you know, it'll it'll go away. No, it's just there's going to be something else. Like, you got to keep up with the world. You don't have to adopt it. I just want to understand. Mm-hmm. So when things are happening, I'm like, well, I don't use that or I don't do this with that thing. However, I am fully aware of what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you got to keep yeah. up. I used to work for an advertising agency Mm -hmm. and one of our clients was analog devices a semiconductor company and just working with them and like their product people and their engineers and this was oh my god it was over 20 years ago Mm -hmm. so pre-iphone um and their engineers were like one day your phone is gonna be like a computer and everyone's gonna carry around a computer in their pocket i'm like you're crazy (laughs) (laughs) and i always think back to that Mm because i was like that's just like black magic i don't even know what you're talking about and you just never, never dismiss technological advancements because we could five years from now, AI might be like a part of our everyday lives and we'd be like, oh my God, I'm getting so much more done because of XYZ technology helping me be more efficient. Right. And I also feel like Hollywood has a crystal ball. Freaking Terminator. Go to bostondynamics.com. Watch this robot work on a construction site climbing scaffolding, handing off a tool bag, and just for fun, backflipping off the thing, landing right. with a perfect 10 landing, sticking it, you know, as they say <laughs> in gymnastics. Just add a little GPT to its brain, and we're all fucked. Yep. But what do I know? Maybe I should just We don't. Shut. We don't. That's why Pablo's here. That's why Pablo's here. such a focus on, on responsible AI and ethical AI. Yes. yes. And why we're not just giving these tools to everybody. Yep. But 
that's only going to last for so long because we have open source, uh, even like Facebook open source their large language model. Uh, they're not giving it away to anybody, but you can just go and request it and say you're using it for a good purpose, and they'll let you ha- let you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the there was a paper that came out of Google describing that OpenAI has no moat. Public people in the public in the open are advancing these models and doing things with them that even the big companies haven't been able to do. So it's going to be out there. Everyone's going to have it. There's going to be a lot of fraud generated by mm-hmm. it, a lot of scam, scamming and phishing. Um, there was an Instagram influence, influencer who's putting out a service where she will be your virtual girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they trained a model on all of her text and output and everything she's spoken, whatever, and, and using that to build a chatbot that people are paying money for. Wow. So you could just, like, check in at the end of the day. How's your day? How's your day going? You could sext her. So it's like the girlfriend experience, but with a bot. Yeah. And then with, like, generative AI that can create imagery and videos, at some point you'll be able to talk to a video chat of this fake fictitious person, person. Mm-hmm. and that's going to I mean the, the effect on people's brains and social you know social interactions and things like what does that mean and in, in Japan you've got a ton of people who like aren't getting married or having kids and they're because because if they love, love playing video games by themselves at home right oh my God. so you can imagine if you give them companions that are like virtual and fill like meet fulfill an their, emotional need right exactly mm-hmm. meet a lot of their needs then like what ha- like the society, like, just population collapse because people aren't falling in love anymore with real people. If oh, my stuff. God, that's if wild. There, if there's going to be a country that's going to be known for having sex with robots, it's probably going to be Japan. Japan. Oh, for, sure. for sure. They can get, like, dirty underwear out of vending machines. I'm, so, pretty, like, sure, I'm pretty sure they're already there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. We're jumping into AI. Do we want to talk a little bit small town stuff and work yeah. our way into it? And sure. Then, and then... Uh, Pablo, hang out with us, sure. you know, mm-hmm. just jump in. You're, you're Think of yourself as like the third seat here, right? You're hanging out with us. So I found this article and I have to say, I really feel like the story I'm about to share with you guys encapsulates the American dream because these two young women identified an opportunity to be entrepreneurs. There was a need in their community. They were able to fulfill a gap and provide a service at a uh, reasonable rate. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are capitalizing on their fame in certain other ways. So here we go. We've got entrepreneurialism. We've got capitalism. I mean, I love it. I love these girls. It is is not. And you know, I think that prostitution (laughs) should be legal, Rick. We disagree on that. But anyway, so these two young women in Atlanta, they are called the boot girls. Um, they basically have access to a boot key. Like when your car, you leave your car abandoned uh, by to the side of the road and yeah. it gets booted. I've been booted uh, in Atlanta before. Have you well, noticed? you know what's so funny? This article says that Georgia is like the boot capital oh, of bet. the world. Yeah, yeah. Like if you leave your car on the street for like, longer than like, an hour. It was like not even an hour. That's like 15 yeah. minutes. And, it, really? and a boot yeah. appears and it's like $650 to have the the right authorities remove that boot. So yeah. and I was what, worried it was like 11 at night. I'm like, is somebody going to really come, yeah. come around for that? Like they were, they were there in like five minutes. Driving wow. around, proactively looking. Right, because they want purpose. your money, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a revenue generating oh, opportunity. Yeah. That's right. It's not for mm. public safety. It's not for fairness. It's no. it's an opportunity to get more money out exactly. of the taxpayer. Right? So one of these young, young women, um, her car was booted. She somehow had a friend that had a key to a boot. So mm. she got the key removed the boot herself, and then her and and her her business partner, I will say, started this business called Boot Girls, where, you know, people know that if they call them, they'll come remove the boot for 50 bucks. And they do this with, like, their their 
in disguise. They were what's called balaclavas, which is basically like yeah. a ski mask type of thing. Almost looks like um, Antifa then. Totally, totally. They carry pepper spray with them just in case, you know, things get a little crazy. Sure. Um, uh, they also carry a business card for an attorney should they get arrested because what they're doing is technically illegal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but there's a couple of people quoted in this article, including a lawyer, not their lawyer, who is a thousand percent supportive of what they're doing because they'll the booting laws in Georgia are so out of control mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it's it, it ultimately comes down to, like, trespass. Like, these vehicles are being booted on, like, people's property. Um, so it's wild. So they have gotten this sort of cult following also on social media. They've got tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. People, they're like almost local celebrities where, where like people will see them unlocking a boot and be like, oh my God, can I get a quick pic for yeah. Insta? Right. Um, so they're going to branch out into um, merch and things like that. And I am, I'm all for it, girls. You, I love You them. get paid while you can get paid. These, <laughs> so, this is mm-hmm. great. This yeah. This is great. Fight, love it. Fight the man, mm-hmm. right? This bullshit, ticky-tack uh, yep. revenue creation. And stick it to them. I love That's it. That's right. I, I love think it it's too. Awesome. And they have cool names: Boot Baby and Boot Shiesty. And mm-hmm. yeah, they have eighty-five thousand followers across Instagram and TikTok. So good for them. So, and they're in Georgia. They're in Atlanta. Yep. And Pablo, you lived in Atlanta. I, I did live in Atlanta for a, for a number of years. Okay. So what's your perspective on the boots? So I asked GPT to write us a limerick. <gasps> in a town where the fees were quite steep, yes, a savior would wake from their sleep. With a twist and a turn, may the toe tyrants learn that their ill-gotten boots weren't to keep. Oh, I love it! <laughs> I was in a lot. I parked in a lot that seemed to not have an attendant or anything and didn't think anything of it. Was mm-hmm. out, gone for like a half an hour, came back and booted. How much did it cost you to have the boot removed? I don't think at the time it was that much. It was like 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something. Okay. Okay. It was like a private lot that I violated. So I don't mm-hmm. think it was like a public mm-hmm. fine or anything like that. When I go out to Boston at night. When I see a, an open spot, I'm thinking too good to be true. Totally. Like I'm, yeah. I'm more yeah. likely to drive by and then I think, wait a minute, what are we doing? We're <laughs> looking for a spot. Mm-hmm. You pass three spots because you just assumed it's too good to be true. Do you see the fool's errand, Rick, that you right. put yourself on? <laughs> so now what I do is I just pull up double parallel park, you know, next to the car in front of me and I read for about three minutes all 45 yes. parking restricting signs that right. are within 50 Make yards. Make sure the arrows are pointing the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're looking you know. for directionals. You're looking for instructions on time of day, days of the week. Um, is this a loading area? Right. Is this uh, resident parking only? Is this... It's and then it's like, accept this unless yes. that. Yeah. Yes. But if then, okay. And, and it's like, like a 45-minute window. You're like, all right, good. Yes. Yeah. And I just feel like... Okay, the city of Boston is setting you up to fail. Mm-hmm. They want you. It's almost like it's like I, I'm too afraid to take the cheese. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I should park here. See, I do, I do the opposite. I went to the Prue last week, and they yeah. said you get to the the, the parking garage entrance. The garage is full. Mm-hmm. It's like eleven o'clock. I mean, there's no way someone didn't come in the morning and leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be spots in there. So yeah, I'm t- I'm going into the garage, uh-huh. and I, yeah, okay, I, I circled for like thirty minutes, but I found oh. a spot. <laughs> You know, that's great. You gotta have faith. Yeah, yeah. Just do it, and then deal deal with the consequences later. Yeah. So I thought this was a good story because we have talked many times about fake parking enforcement (laughs) rules on this podcast. So I thought it was relevant. How do they report that to the IRS? 
I guess it's I mean, I don't think they do, yeah. Pablo. There, yeah. if you have to do your job in disguise and carry pepper spray, I don't think you're worried about They're IRS paperwork. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> they use Venmo. They take Venmo. You think or just cash? Oh, yeah. I would. I'd no, you do not want any type of trail. I'm guessing this is a casually <laughs> business. <laughs> Wait, all right. So now I'm confused. You're saying Boot Shiesty's not her birth name? I don't think so. I don't think it's her government issued name. I like that name. I, I wish ChatGPT gave you a name like right? Boot Shiesty. Mm-hmm. You got another one? So I often randomly will text Rick like weird things that I think only he will think is funny. So I was scrolling oh, through my Facebook <laughs> news feed and saw Pablo I'm going to share the image with you it's an image of a very attractive woman her profile eating a peeled banana Mm -hmm. so now that you guys all have that image in your head here's the headline that went with it warning issued over eating bananas late in the day (laughs) so that's the image that they chose to put with that headline yeah and also she's got that club kind of pink hair (laughs) yes which I think is kind of a it's kind of a hot look. I, know, I like on, it. On a younger I woman. like it. Like, yes. And to me, the the softcore porn image doesn't really lend legitimacy to the article. <laughs> I'm just no, going to say. But it was enjoyable to look at. <laughs> but it was. Yeah. yeah. So that caught my eye. And along those same lines, have you ever, have you guys ever noticed, because Dan and I laugh about this all the time, if you see a sponsor a sponsored ad online for solar panels, the woman in the ad always has huge boobs and wearing a skin tight shirt. And we're always like, do you get like a boob job when you buy solar panels? Because like, if so, sign me up. Why do you think Pablo just got solar panels? Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) How's your wife recovering from her surgery? (laughs) Boobs sell. And we we just like laugh because it's like the (laughs) spokesmodel with like, she's overflowing and it's like, (laughs) solar panels. does this have to do with solar panels? <laughs> so, yeah. It, so, sex sells, guys. That's sort of the bottom line here. <laughs> okay. So, now I'm dying to know because you sent me this picture and I'm like, oh, that's kind of porn. She's mm-hmm. like going down on a banana. It's yep. she, like you say, saying eating it. That would assume mm. like she's. She's not taking teeth. a bite. She's <laughs> deep throating it. That's let's right. be honest. You said it. <laughs> Did you read the article? Was there anything? No. And then I realized (laughs) I didn't read the article. And I was like, shit, Rick's going to ask me why bananas are bad. So I had to Google it last night before I went to bed. I was going to say, okay, so so when you sent that to me, it wasn't like, okay, look at this picture. And also, did you know that potassium after Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, no. So I just Googled it last night before I went to bed. And apparently eating bananas late at night could give you like really, really lucid dreams that could be disturbing. I don't eat bananas any time of day, so I don't know. But it's kind of like wearing a, a, a nicotine patch. A nicotine patch oh. at night. You'll have same thing. Yeah, something to do with the potassium. Horrible, horrible I don't dreams. know. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what I've got. Awesome. Well, thank you for those contributions. <laughs> My pleasure. And thanks for the setting. Keep the soft porn coming. Yes. <laughs> we got to keep I it sexy I here. I can't get in trouble if someone else sent it to me. Liz, 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 I mean, Liz, especially Liz. if it's a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Actually, that's a double whammy. It's like, uh, Rick, you have porn, and it came from another woman yeah. who's also my friend. What's up, Pablo? I asked the AI to draw a picture of a woman <laughs> eating a banana. All right. Here's, we... here's the, first, the first attempt. Oh! <laughs> now, it, it, you know, this is where, like, is AI going to take over the world? Like, today, probably not. Right. Mm-hmm. drew a bunch of corn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. But you can, I mean, this is a very, very it. basic image problem. You can, you can change it to say like, no, don't give pictures of women eating corn. Really yeah. make it a bit. Well, one of them it. looked like a Renaissance painting. Yes. Another one looked like, like a Vermeer. Yeah. Another <laughs> yeah. one looked like uh, uh, 1940s so, pinup yep. art. You I know? could make it a photograph. I could make it a Dali painting. I could oh, wow. Do whatever. It'll, okay. I'm excited to get into our topic du jour. Yeah. All right. Let's go do a break. We'll come back. Talk to Pablo Gesmeri about AI. <laughs> 
It's almost summer, and that means you can expect your small town environmental board to declare a water ban, even though it just rained three days ago. That's because they need to validate their authority, but that's just my opinion. So start preparing your yard to be drought resistant. How does one do that? Well, you can start by raising the blade on your mower. Longer grass blades promote deeper root growth, helping shade each other, reducing evaporation, while minimizing weed growth. Or you can just let Mario's Lawn Care get your landscaping affairs in order for you. Call Mario for a consultation today, 508-962-2243. Calling all parents and guardians. Get ready for the ultimate children's book and toy shopping experience at Park Street Books and Toys, New England's largest children's bookstore. Why settle for ordinary when you can explore an extraordinary selection of books and toys? From magical adventures to mind-bending puzzles, they've got it all. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will guide you through their wonderland of imagination helping you discover the perfect storybook or toy that'll bring endless smiles to your little one's face. See for yourself and visit them in Medfield or online at parkstreetbooks.com. So Pablo, I was like, okay, how do I do some research? And he's just like, just look at some YouTube videos and all that stuff. So I started doing that. And um, I still feel like everybody, the jury is the out is like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Everyone's asking that, Ooh. even the well, media. It's, yeah. it's all happening very quickly. It's, it's happening so fast. I was just going to say, I did just, just to level set, I did mm -hmm. a Google search yesterday for AI and there was 10 billion hits. And I mean, when you say AI and... Pablo, I'd love to hear you explain this. Like, yeah. that's such a wide it burst. Doesn't mean it does, it's right? Like, what? Yeah. Like, because then you think, oh, chat GPT and everyone's going to be um, plagiarizing or cheating on their um, papers for college. Mm -hmm. But that's not just what it is. No, so, no, that's yeah. just one thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know how well equipped I am to give a full history <laughs> here. Basically, AI is a term just was like, yeah, from like the 50s or 60s before we had a lot of computing power. And it was just, mm -hmm. you know, computers are going to be become intelligent and, right. and figure things out. And we didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And and for a while, like in the 90s, like when I was in school, the big thing was machine learning, a lot of statistical techniques, like market basket analysis, figuring out, oh, it turns out that like beer and diapers are highly correlated, right? Because young people, ah. babies are stressed. They want beer. After, after the kid destroys the diaper, you need a cold yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, bring your nerves down. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so like, a lot of statistical kind of machine learning things happen, like recommendation engines, how Netflix knows, you know, what yeah. you might want to watch, mm -hmm. that type of thing, very statistically based. Mm -hmm. And then we had, um, uh, in the late aughts, we had this deep learning neural network revolution where we figured out how to get neural networks to do all kinds of interesting things, like read handwriting and classify images and... Um, since then, we've gotten more and more computing power, and they've figured out how to get neural networks to do really amazing things. Um, when the current wave of, of AI is called generative AI, mm -hmm. and this means we're generating content. It's still actually kind of statistical, but it's based on a huge corpus of information or data that these models are trained on. So it can be text, it can be music, and images, video, all kinds of things that can be can be generated. And how accurate and how high fidelity they are and how usable they are depends on, you know, how, how well trained that AI is, how much data it has to pull from and how people use it. So the, the latest thing that everyone's excited about is this, this GPT, which yeah. mm -hmm. uh, stands for um, 
a general pre-trained transformer. So it's a, it's what's called a transformer. Whoa, stop, stop. Whoa, okay. robot cars? <laughs> generative, pre-tra- generative pre-trained transformer. So it's called a transformer model because it transforms text. Mm-hmm. It okay. transforms the input to the output. The way that it works, it basically takes all the text that you put into it and mm-hmm. it creates tokens from the text. And what that means is like it, it'll break up words like driving. It'll be drive and ing. Mm-hmm. Two different tokens because they, they mean different things, but you put them together and you understand what it, what it says. Mm-hmm. Every token then goes into this, what they call an embedding process, where they place the place the token into 512 dimensional space, which is probably doesn't mean anything to, to anybody outside of like this, the this is where computer math lost. world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All it means is you're, you're basically attaching 512 numbers to every token. And those numbers represent sort of what that token means in relation to all other tokens. Whoa. Yeah. And so you you end up blowing out the amount of information in a short sentence. Now you've got like 512 numbers per token, Mm -hmm. about one one and a half tokens per word on average. So you have this huge amount of numbers now that your text has been transformed into. And that those numbers actually represent if you can think of 3D space, that's when you have three numbers attached to something. Mm -hmm. This is just 512 of them. <laughs> but you can still do the same kind of math that you would do in a 3D space where you say, how far apart are these things? How are these things related in different ways? And so the, the, you have basically a, some huge, very deep neural networks that you feed this representation into. And they are taught to basically predict the next token in the output. And one by one, it's like statistically, what should be the next word? It should be this based on processing. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows within those neural networks how it's doing that. Because those, those neural networks were, were simply trained, meaning here's here's some text neural network. It does all that embedding and crazy mm-hmm. stuff and it mm-hmm. processes it. Is this the word I should, should, should yeah. say once you give me that text? Yeah. Uh, no, that's kind of wrong. Let me update your internals to make sure uh. you give me the right word. And you do that a trillion times. Mm-hmm. And eventually you've updated the internals of this very complex neural network to reliably give you what the right output should be. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you start to get these this amazing output that frankly freaked out researchers who, who built this stuff. I mean, sure. to, yeah. see it, to see it working so well. Okay, so this just came out in the New York Times uh, this past week. Microsoft says new AI shows signs of human reasoning. Yeah. Subhead says a provocative paper from researchers at Microsoft claims AI technology shows the ability to understand the way people do. Critics say those scientists are kidding themselves. This is a big debate right now. What do you? Def- how do you define understanding? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have a 512 dimensional representation of a word, do I understand it? Mm-hmm. Well, I I kind of do in relation to all the other words, but the AI has never seen a color mm-hmm. or a picture or haven't had an emotion. It doesn't really know what those things mean. It's just operating in this sort of mathematical space. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like. I don't know, like our thoughts aren't all completely conscious to us and how we generate words when we speak is not a well understood process at all. Um, So, you know, it might be that it turns out that maybe humans aren't as smart as as we thought we were. Mm -hmm. Um, But fundamentally, like it's clear that the GPT and and similar AI technology can perform a sort of associative reasoning and can like it can solve math word problems and it can figure out what you really mean when you speak in English to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and give you a response. Like it's hard, it's hard to claim that that isn't a human-like capability. So you yeah. probably read the article about the reporter who was chatting with the 
And it started bought. to talk about how it loved the reporter. Yes. yes. And it said it was tr- convincing the reporter to leave his wife. It, the bot or whatever yep. said, I know you had a bad Valentine's Day. You're not in love with your wife. You're in love with me. So, and, and so my husband and I were talking about this. We're like, so did the bot have access to his calendar and saw that he was having dinner with his wife oh, on no, Valentine's no, no, no. Day? Or like, no, no, no. How did, how, just, why just, would it say it that? It hallucinated. It just came oh, up with it. Oh, my God. It, the bot hallucinated? It, well, basically, <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, it's basically reading the, the whole exchange and based on what the data it was trained on. Okay. At some point. It, it read this stuff that was love letters or love chats or whatever. And it decided that that's where this conversation was so going. So it decided, right? So based on some like... Statistical properties of the data it was trained on. So it felt like it was getting rejected and accessed some other... I don't know. Well, yeah, because if it starts to see words that it associates with like rejection. Yeah. And then it says, oh yeah, in my training, when I, when these words came up, like like we saw the response was no, please don't leave me or yeah. you know, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna mimic that, and so because it's, it's not fascinating, it's not doesn't think like a person thinks. This is the thing, like mm-hmm. human like intelligence, like human like results maybe for some of the output, but it's not it's not thinking the way the way you or I do. And and, and if you if you talk to GPT, if you get on ChatGPT and ask it about how it works, it will tell you this. Now you don't know if, if it's hallucinating or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's part of the biggest danger. So if you just trust GPT, that's probably a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's very good when you give it information to summarize 61 this is according to Reuters poll just came out 61% of Americans say AI threatens humanity's future that is a bold statement that's almost two out of three yeah are you part of that 61% or are you part of the 39 who are like full steam ahead let's do it it's 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 gonna be a little bit of both right Mm -hmm. just like with anything else um I say human jobs will run out when we run out of problems to solve and we're nowhere near yeah. running out of problems to solve, right? You look at all the people who lament the lack of expertise in almost every industry. Um, are, are the folks like call center agents, are they going to be in trouble? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but will they be able to get a new job where they can consult an AI to do something much more valuable? Right? Like how many more people will be able to provide in-home care because they have like a medical assistant that they can yeah. ask a question yep. to at any time? Or, or, you know, instantly get images or video of how to do something. Like, the, you, it's going to help us all level up and do things that we otherwise couldn't have done. So, you know, oh, you didn't go to college. Great. You can still be an expert in something, helping somebody just mm-hmm. by consulting the AI. Um, and then from an educational perspective, like the kids who are in college, they should learn a lot more because now they can ask, they can be unconfused by an AI that will speak to them at any level of complexity about whatever topic they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, a lot of jobs are going to go away but we should have a lot of new jobs. And then there's a lot of stuff that isn't worth doing today that we could do in the future. So, like, Such as? Like your mom and pop shops. Okay. They can't afford fancy IT people to come in and, and digitally transform their operations, right? Mm-hmm. But, but going forward with AI help, with the ability to create apps by drawing them yep. and describing in plain English what it should mm-hmm. do, like we're all going to get better stuff because of that. Yeah, well, I, coincidentally, um, my company had an all we had an all associates meeting up in Andover yesterday, where our CEO came and spoke and just took questions from associates. And of course, someone asked, "Are we doing anything with AI, or are we planning to?" And and our CEO said, "You know, so yeah, like our CTO yeah. is running some pilot programs with generative AI. Said we're not looking at it as a way to replace people. We're looking at it like how can we remove a lot of the manual stuff that you guys all have to do now. We're looking at it like." How can we 
correct code, rewrite code? How can we look across our customer base and come up with better ways to serve them? How, you know, just looking at it as an efficiency play, um, because I mean, I work for a 12,000 person company and I will tell you our data is a mess, our tech is a mess. And so to be able to leverage that type of technology to make things more efficient and so people can stop doing manual things and focus more on strategic initiatives, it would be a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah, big time. And, and like that's where, are, is it a marketing company? It's a financial services company. Financial, okay. um, so like all, yeah, all that, oh my God, financial services. So all that, all the text that you pitch stuff with, mm-hmm. all the all the regulatory text, like does this document need to have these attestations like yep. all of that can like that's that's awful work for a human it's horrible <laughs> it any data entry is, is well, laborious and any of this like regulatory like <clears throat> interpretation of things and like figuring out like let the ai do it that's mm-hmm. awesome right yep. and, and then you can focus on more important things and so if mm-hmm. we're all delegating more stuff to ai like people who learn to use it effectively to leverage themselves up, like leverage up their their capabilities they're the ones that are going to do better and Obviously, some some roles, some jobs are better suited to that than yep. others. Um, so things are going to transform. But you know, I mean, we used to be a ninety eight percent agricultural you right. know, economy. <laughs> now we're now we're one percent or whatever, and nobody understood what the jobs were going to be after that. And mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to understand it until it's happened. Right? I right. Think it's it's just going to be so crazy, and the the number of things that you can do, the number of like entertainment experiences and things that you could imagine with generative AI in terms of just like, there's simple things like, like imagine Mad, you know, remember Mad Libs? Yes. Right? Like, like, like a Mad Libs mm-hmm. game, but with generative yep. AI, you might mm-hmm. have like a prompt, something pre-done, like, yes. like a movie still from the unreleased epic film by blank titled blank. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So you, you plug in, like if you, you could play, play a game like that, plug in the word, see who creates the most interesting image. Yep. And you have a lot of fun with that. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. You may have seen like online, there's a lot of people creating like Wes Anderson Star Wars. Oh my yeah. god! I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of Wes Anderson because really? he's inspired. such a stylistic. Yes, oh, like wow. you, the second you see it, you're like, "Oh, this is Wes Anderson's style." It's yeah. I, 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 yeah. I did like imagine Jaws by Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. and it showed a, a very <laughs> like homely portrait of a family inside the jaws of a shark yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> with some kind of funky music playing right and the the colors are just right um so so if you can think of a a director and a movie title Mm -hmm. i'd be happy to plug it in just let me let's see Um, i did that i did stanley kubrick's the dining and, uh, <laughs> the dining. <laughs> it just showed great. like like guys. They looked like they had straight out of Clockwork Orange, eating uh-huh. at a table straight out of like 2001. Yep. Um, with like the walls looked like the Overlook Hotel. I mean, it was just the weirdest mashup of like Stanley Kubrick visuals, but just like people eating at a table. You know, you know the letter that was co-authored by um, Elon Musk and written yes, by a yeah. lot of people that are like about that. Yeah. They're they're going to Congress and they're saying we got to put a hold on this. They said the concerns are very legitimate, but I think what's missing in the dialogue in general is why are we doing this in the first place? Why are we doing this in the first place? AI will raise people's quality of life and help people be more competent and more efficient. So, yeah, we we talk about a lot of the positives, but what specifically are we afraid of? Is it the unknown or is it oh shit, this thing could hit the nuclear buttons and right. start yeah. start World War 3. I mean, like what how bad can this get? Certainly like if we were to just plug GPT into like NORAD or something, that would be a bad idea. Right. For yeah, sure. Right, yeah. right. Cuz it doesn't it doesn't understand the context of what it's doing. It doesn't mm-hmm. understand what a human life is. It just knows what tokens are and how they relate to each other. Yeah. So 
but, but at the same time, the people who are building this technology, they understand that. Mm-hmm. And in general, you know, with all, within all the, the large companies that we're consulting with, I mean, no one is trying to put GPT into a customer-facing scenario yeah. right now because they know it can start writing love letters yep. and, and doing funny things that they can't entirely predict. And I think that's, like, as a layperson, why people get freaked out about stuff like that because it it is mimicking like humanity, right? And it's, yeah. like, it's getting a little too close to... Like the home un- and emotions and of- yeah yeah mm-hmm. so and we've watched too many science fiction movies so. yeah <laughs> you know, and people at some level like they don't really know how it works yeah right? uh, yeah that's of the, course that's the other thing is sort of the internals but um I, I i so i don't i don't know i mean there's definitely potential for there's going to be incidents here or there oh this car maker put an ai in charge of whatever that then you know took some un- unexpected action and, and someone died or something yeah well, um, you drive a car that drives but itself. But I do, you know, I do in the you reality. Have a Tesla, the Tesla, and I drove in that Tesla, and that thing it was pretty self-sufficient. It, it, I mean, it, it's there's certain situations that you know, like how is it going to deal with this? Like, it, like it came up behind a um, a mail truck mm-hmm. or, or just a postal delivery mm-hmm. thing, and it was like it didn't really know to wait or to go around it, depending on like is the thing about to move? Did uh, he just put letters in the box, or yeah. is he just driving up to the box? Like, <laughs> like, like, and at some point he'll probably figure that out, right? But um, those kind of types of situations are, pr- are pretty weird. Um, but it is very. I got the first self-driving beta, I think, in November. Mm-hmm. It's had like I don't know half a dozen updates since then, and everyone has gotten like pretty like much wow. better. And now it's like. It's frighteningly good. It's much better than I expected it to Can be. you have your car come to you, like in a parking lot? Have Only in a, in a private space I can have it come to me. I but never like use Kit that. You from like Knight Rider? Yeah. I thought about using it many times, especially like at the, at the ski mountain, right? Like you come mm-hmm. you come off the lift, your car is like across the parking lot. Yep. I could press a button and have it drive to wow. me. Right? I don't want to walk in my ski boots, but I don't want to be the a-hole. Right! Well, yeah, you're either <laughs> you know, really cool or you're a super douche. douche. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a really... And, and that's the other thing with the AI. The car right now, it's, it's safer than it is fast or anything, sure. right mm-hmm. so it's going to be really hesitant and that's why like is it when you're in it like i'm hitting the accelerator and telling it no go yeah move don't just like hesitate because mm-hmm. you're going to piss off all the drivers behind right me. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah that it, on the highway is flawless though mm-hmm. and that's where like you know long road trips and stuff it's a game changer but you know now all cars have I mean, all the new cars have like lane, lane keep yeah and yeah, i guess that's a, that's a version of ai too yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so you, and like often they put models like on top of each other to check and, and you know in that article you've got an article about Peter Lee mm-hmm. or mentioning Peter Lee. He he talked about how in medical use cases you can ask GPT, you know, what is what is the diagnosis for these symptoms or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can ask GPT to check that. And say is this is this accurate? And oftentimes it will it will correct itself if it needs to. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, when I want to know what's going on with science or health. I just go to Facebook because there's so many experts there, <laughs> especially on my local. On, yes. Yeah. Should I wear a mask? Oh <laughs> <my>. <laughs> well, in, you know, in the future, it'll be it'll be malpractice for a doctor not to consult the AI. Yeah. Uh, interesting. You know, especially when you when you look at like a condition like hypertension, you have everybody who's who has hypertension. You can find hundred people; they will almost all have different drug combinations and yeah. dose combinations. Because every doctor is just doing whatever worked for their other patient or whatever mm-hmm. happened to be when they were at school or whatever. Yep. And now, you know, you can consult something that literally has all of the up-to-date science, you know, to the minute about what, and given the characteristics of my patient, what should, what should this be? And it's going to, it's going to give you a much better answer than any individual doctor ever could. And in the future, I mean, there's just no way one person can read every piece yeah. of medical, yep. you know, science out mm-hmm. there. Okay. Or remember it. 
Yeah. So that, that means they're going to have like basically kind of super, super intelligent agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that means like, think of all the people who get misdiagnosed and die or medical errors. Like that's a, that's a huge benefit to humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So plus the medical research I mean, the science, like this thing will be able to do science. This thing will be able to uh, diagnose, I mean, uh, uh, predict things like you are susceptible to cancer. Oh, sure. Like you, yeah, yeah. like it's actually almost well, diagnosing. The, the things. big thing is so in, in medical informatics, like, They've been struggling forever trying to figure out how we have this wealth of data in health records, mm-hmm. but it's all unstructured. It's doctor's notes. We can't do anything with it. Well, now we finally have AI that can understand those things, yep. and then we can we can extract all the the data to be able to, to run the to create the models that you're talking about that will tell you exactly what to do for any given patient. Yeah, predictive modeling, right? Yeah. Like really powerful stuff. It is powerful. Mm-hmm. I feel like because of AI. In my in our lifetime, we we will see a human on Mars with just this expedited super brain mm-hmm. that's still developing. I mean, ChatGPT, yeah. take me to Mars, <laughs> build me a rocket ship that'll get us there in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, at some point, these things will be doing engineering, like improve yeah. the design of this rocket engine. Sure. Yeah. Um, in fact, to improve the design of yourself, so GPT five or whatever, like, mm-hmm. will know enough about itself that it could probably create GPT-6. Well, that's... Wow. Okay, now we're talking about reproduction, and this is where the Self-improvement, robots, and this yeah. is like the, the singularity. Yeah. Yep, now this is where we're all... This is where we... Okay, so if it's... It, we, we can agree there's a lot of great things about yeah. ChatGPT. We all... Or, or AI. AI. We can also agree that there's a lot of unknown, but but we're, we're objectively looking at very reasonable things that could go bad, mm-hmm. right? So... People want to go to Congress and say, "Hey, let's let's just hang out yeah. for six months." No, can't there's, do it. there's two things. Okay, that's cool. We're gonna stop. What's China gonna do? Yeah, no, Leapfrog us? None of this. None, none like of this there has to be an international. But we're at the point where you can't really stop can't it. Stop. Like you said at the beginning, like people Other have people, access to. Yeah, this it's out there. Open everyone source. knows. Yeah. Everyone knows generally what the architectures are right. for these things. These, these large language models. So yeah, you can't stop. When it. You but, say everyone. You mean well smart in the, tech in the people tech, like yeah. you. in the field. <laughs> not us. It's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's not a company secret, basically. Yeah, yeah. And the the big barrier is the amount of compute that you need to to train these models. I mean, like. Microsoft built a hundred million dollar supercomputer to be able to create GPT four, so yeah. it's not it's not something that's entirely accessible. But once you've trained one of these things, you can fine tune it, meaning mm-hmm. give it a little bit of extra training to do something else, and it will it will do that pretty quickly. So, yeah, you can't. I don't think you can ban this stuff. I, I I've seen like in the past we tried to ban like encryption yeah. methods and stuff like that, and like academics all understand that stuff and re- can recreate it mm-hmm. pretty easily. So I, I think it's kind of it's kind of silly. You know. So this is the ultimate test on humanity. What what mm-hmm. are we as a species? Who, well, we're I'm, either going to take us to the next level or we're going to implode. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I don't think there's is there an in between. No, like, there's definitely an in between. It's just the future is just different. You know. I mean, I don't know that we're going to implode. I I do worry like with the social impacts. Yeah. That's that to me is the scariest thing. Um, if is it you're, you're really you're hi, you're hijacking people's fundamental like motivations in their brain and right. relationship like hacking is I'm, scary. We're story. already raising a generation of kids that like doesn't know how to communicate with each other because they just sit there on <laughs> right. their phones all day. Right. So take I mean that's taking it to like next level. But the AI girlfriend will never you know tell yeah. you you're you're a jerk. Right. Is it cheating if you have sex with a with a robot? The robot. Sounds painful. You find out your husband's cheating on you with a robot. 
Are you going to be angry? I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, you're having an emotional affair with a computer? It's weird. I should go to marriage counseling. <laughs> so it's, right. Whereas if it was another woman, you'd be like, dude, this is. I'd be like, just get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's a di- so there's a difference. Completely. One's emotional. Yeah. The other one could be emotional, but it's also physical. Would you, you know? Put, would you put them on the same plateau of severity? No. No. How fancy does a sex toy need to be before it's a Like, these robot. things are going to look like this <laughs> thing in your marriage. <laughs> these, these sex robots are going to look like humans in, like, 20 years. Like in Westworld? Yes, you guys see that? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Westworld. Mm-hmm. Westworld, like I told you, Hollywood has a crystal ball. All yep. this stuff. Yeah. It's like we're seeing it slowly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. You know, and, and but just like just like porn drove the internet completely, or like yeah. the, you know what is the VHS and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like now, you have a lot of the generative AI, like for imagery, is being all these nerds in their basement making of pictures of naked women. I mean, Facebook was created because Mark Zuckerberg couldn't get laid. Right. Like at right. the end of the day, it all comes down to sex. Yes, right. Uh, let's rate. Let's rate these people. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. and so now, like, there's like, if you go, you go on, if you play with uh, stable diffusion, is an image generating. Dif- it's called the diffusion model, but it basically, it's just like Midjourney, mm-hmm. text to image, and they have like X-rated models, like like <laughs> AI models that you can download to generate like whatever, like trained on X-rated stuff. Oh my god! You so, need like to log in and verify your age to download these things. So they're trying to like regulate it, but you know, you're not. So like, are you making it. your own porn with these? They're images generating or they're, just just generating like X-rated images. Just generating. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so for our scuttlebutts who are interested, where could they find this? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. All right. So uh, I feel like we just scratched the surface of something so huge, mm-hmm. but I feel like we, we learned a lot. We did. I feel right. Thank I mean, you, Pablo. I, sure. as, as our, I was our uh, our intel expert here, right? Um, do you feel like we kind of covered some good topical? Oh, yeah, like sure. this is AI one hundred and one, yeah. right? This yeah. was, this is what's going on. This is what's out there. These are some things to look for. Here's some predictions of, that are reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. call center jobs are going to go, you know, the way of, you know. So, what do we do now? We should have a little fun with GPT. Okay. Do. All right. So, what do you oh, want? My laptop. Just died. <laughs> oh, no. So no, there's a battery. Chat GPT, turn my computer back. Yeah, well, I said yeah. challenge our, our listeners. Um, yeah. Use Chat GPT to rewrite right. our intros. Or, or yeah, like send, send, send us it. some something scuttlebutt related that you generated off of Chat GPT, like a new bio for Rick or, you know, a new way to end the show or something like that. Yeah. That would be cool. And the sweet of the deal will send you a scuttlebutt T-shirt. Yes. We'll give you a small town scuttlebutt T-shirt if we read your mm-hmm. your letter or your intro or your observation. Limbrick, Limbrick, <laughs> whatever it is. If it's small town related uh, and we read it, you get a T-shirt. Yep. Cool. Oh, you know what would be super funny what? if they did like a mock concerned citizens of Medfield post using ChatGPT. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh yeah. So oh, what, whatever town you live in, yeah. wherever you are. Make up a local Facebook yep. group complaint and uh, yeah, send I bet, it our I, way I and, and, and generate a picture to go with it with yes. the journey. Yeah, um, and you can you can ask ChatGPT to come up with ideas too, like mm-hmm. jokes and, and things. You ask it to like remix old ideas on, with a new concept, whatever. I, I was asking it to come up with like T-shirt ideas, mm-hmm. and uh, it came up with one of the examples it came up with was uh, Area Fifty One Hide and Seek Champion. Oh. 
alien hiding hiding behind a UFO holding a trophy. Oh, oh my god, that's awesome. so cute. And like and it, you know, a bunch of them. So like you can get really creative. That's great. That's great. I think it needs a little more work on Pablo the Code Connoisseur Gaz Murray and Liz Gossip Galore Daily. Gossip Galore. Oof. I like Liz Tell It Like It Is Daily much better. Yeah, I have another one. Liz level set daily. I do say let's level set a lot. (laughs) Feed it it some transcripts of your show and then ask it to give you 10 different nicknames each. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll do that. I know what I'm doing this weekend. Yep. (laughs) All right, Scuttlebuds. Hope you guys learned something today. I know I learned quite a bit and... Thank you, as always, for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Town Scuttlebutt. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you next week. How about a round of applause for all of our sponsors? APC Pest and Termite Control, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, Mario's Lawn Care, Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, and Winslow Design.